Welcome to Temple of Health Radio Show. This is Dr. Susan Cobb, and today I'm pleased to have back as my guest, Ken Rola. Today we're going to be discussing growing radiation-free food and detoxing nuclear particles and other toxins from humans, plants, soil, and water. It really is surprising to me how often um, on hair analysis we see high levels of uranium, and I'm sure that there's other high levels of um, uh, radioactive iodine and other um, other uh, telltale signs of radiation pollution. And uh, I think it's something that um, most people don't think of, but we really get exposure from uh, a number of different sources now. And it's good to know that we can get rid of it, because before I met Ken, I didn't realize that you can get rid of it. Thanks for joining us, Ken. Uh, it's my pleasure, Susan. Always good to be back. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, exposure of uh, radioactive particles. Where do people get exposed from? Well, uh, different sources. I got exposed to it three times in my food, believe it or not. I mean, deadly amounts, surprisingly. Um, not so surprising, maybe. Uh, what with Fukushima <laughs> fallout coming down on us, but it surprised me. <laughs> uh, I knew I'm it would sure come it down on us, but... Uh, you know, I never thought that I would ingest enough to get violently ill from it, but that's exactly what happened. And, you know, I eat very, very healthy. I, as a matter of fact, you what really I was do. eating was a salad that was like mostly sprouts that we had grown, but some of it was produce mm-hmm. from the health food store. It was all organic. But this fallout is coming down all around the globe. And um, so... You know, and this was probably, I don't know, not too many months after Fukushima. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, I got sick. I didn't know what was going on at first. And I knew about the threat of nuclear fallout because I had actually worked with two Chernobyl victims and helped them recover from radiation poisoning. One of them was actually a quadriplegic, and the other one was a paraplegic, and helped them. It took about a year, but I helped them to regain their normal motor skills and everything. So I knew how to deal with it, but that was, you know, that was low levels, relatively low levels uh, in their bodies that had accumulated over time. Um, and apparently, I got hot particles in my food, pretty significant amounts. And the interesting thing is, too, my wife, who ate the exact same thing for me from the same bowl, didn't get sick. And so <clears throat> it. Uh, I think it was a big spirit trick to get me to figure out how to deal with this stuff and then share it with people. <laughs> so, you know, I, at first I didn't know what was going on. I just, you know, I had never felt like this before, but it, it had like, I had this burning sensation in my abdomen and I was mm-hmm. having a lot of gas and constipation and it was just weird. It was like, you know, just didn't feel right. And it wasn't super painful, but it was just this burning sensation. And so when I have something like that going on, I normally uh, get quantum biofeedback, which is a screening tool that can identify a lot of stuff. And uh, so I didn't know if it was bacterial or viral or chemical or what, but I could tell there was something Mm -hmm. I had been poisoned with. And so I contacted my biofeedback practitioner to get an appointment. She couldn't see me for about five days. Um, And, you know, it got... I contacted her maybe after 24 hours or so after I started feeling ill, and mm-hmm. it just kept getting worse at first. Um, 
but then by the time I got to the appointment, it actually had gotten significantly better because it just so happens I was testing a new supplement uh, known as nanozeolites, which we can talk about, that actually pulled the radiation out of my gut pretty quickly. And so I had been, mm-hmm. you know, I always test all the supplements that I sell and um, test them in various ways, and I use them and uh, have other people use them and see what the actual result, results are in vivo. So I was testing this supplement and had, had it in my body for a couple of weeks, and it can remove radioactive elements from the body, mm-hmm. particularly from the gut, but really anywhere, uh, this particular product. And so so by the time I got hooked up to biofeedback, I didn't know what was going on. I just knew it was getting a little better. So that's when the this device called the QXCI Skio uh, showed that I had gamma, beta, and alpha radiation damage in my GI tract. And so uh, the uh, practitioner zapped me, as I call it, with this machine. It has the ability to read the energetic signature of the body at the subatomic level, and then it can send skater waves back into the body in anti-frequencies of anything that you know is negative in there that you need to deal with, and it will help counteract the effects of it. And so she did that, and to my amazement, after a three-hour session with that and the stuff I'd already been doing, there was no more radioactivity in my body, and I felt like a million bucks. And so mm-hmm. um, <laughs> there were just so many synchronicities in this this whole event. It was obvious to me now that it, it was a, a big spirit trick because I get home from this skio session, and then within minutes, Dr. Gabriel Cousins from the Tree of Life Rejuvenation Center calls me, and, I, you know, I don't really know Dr. Cousins. I, mean, I know him now, but at that time I didn't. I knew him a little bit, and he knew me a little bit through speaking at events together. But mm-hmm. we didn't really know each other. He calls me out of the blue, and he says, uh, he was telling me about, oh, he's asking about one of my products. And so I told him, I said, well, look, you know, I've got this, um, <clears throat> I've got this protoc- protocol for getting rid of radioactivity, and it actually works. And um, he said, well, actually, we've got a supplement that's the only thing that I've seen that will remove 100% of radioactivity in the body and testing it. He said even zeolites won't pull it all out, which he was mm-hmm. correct about. So we kind of compared notes, and I wound up coming up with a protocol. And then, would you know it, I, several months later, maybe four or five months later, I got uh, poisoning again when I was traveling, also in food. Mm-hmm. And then maybe oh, eight, nine months later after that, again. And so the first time, you know, when I did it, when I got it, took about 10 days to heal it up completely, and then uh, the second time took about five days. The third time it took about two days. So using these tools, we actually have the ability to not just pull these radioactive particles out of the body, but to actually neutralize them in vivo, in the body. And uh, mm-hmm. that's huge. You know, that's huge. So was his product Red Detox? Yeah, his product, uh, he, he private labels it as um, Rad Clear. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the you can also get it. The, the best deal, I sell it on my website. I think it's like a an ounce for, I forget how much, 30 bucks or something like that. But maybe more than that, maybe 60 bucks. But um, mm-hmm. I... I had to go into contract with the, actually they were co-developers of the formula for that stuff, and they got into a disagreement, and they went their separate ways, and so I was in contract to sell the more expensive version, 
But if you go mm-hmm. to liquidmana.com, you can get the less expensive version of it, which is the Rad Detox. My version on my website is called uh, Rad Zero. Um, they can also but, go to my website. Uh, we still have some Rad Detox, too. Okay, great. Yeah, the Rad Detox, I was able to talk to one of the co-formulators and get him to lower the price to $30 for a four-ounce bottle, which is mm-hmm, all which you is need. Great. Yeah, for initial, you know, detox, that's all you need. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then once you, if you if you fly or travel and do things that, where you're getting exposed to radioactivity, then you need to do it, um, you know, kind of as a booster. But normally, if you're not getting exposed to anything beyond the usual, uh, you know, unless you're like out in California or something in a particular area where there's a lot of radioactivity, um, normally just, you know, doing it, uh, as recommended one time, will pull the stuff out of you and continue to protect mm-hmm. you. This is the interesting part. The pro- the formula for the stuff is proprietary, and so I don't know all of exactly what they do to it. But the way that it acts, I suspect that what it is is what I call an ORMUS homeopathic, which ORMUS is an acronym, O-R-M-E-S or M-U-S, uh, for Orbitally Rearranged Monoatomic Elements. And mm-hmm. monoatomic elements are these really weird minerals that are simply certain minerals that can exist as individual atoms, which normally conventional minerals don't do that. They're usually particles with thousands or tens of thousands of atoms in a particle. But you can send certain elements like the platinum group metals, gold, silver, copper, copper, mercury, iodine. You can send them through certain processes, natural or uh, man-made, that will break them into individual atoms. And then in those individual forms, even toxic elements become not only non-toxic, but healing. So, for example, monoatomic mercury, which, of course, is super toxic in its normal state, in monoatomic form is actually healing. Um, hmm. So you can take these monoatomic elements and put them into water, and then you can use a scalar device, a scalar energy device, uh, which is a certain form of subtle energy, and you can use machines like the uh, quantum biofeedback machines or others that can program scalar frequencies into water. And if they've got the monoatomics in the water, that will hold the programming permanently. And then it will radiate, radiate those scalar frequencies out. And so in the case of these supplements, if you, for example, put monoatomic gold into water, program it with all the known anti-frequencies of all known radioactive elements, then you have a solution that will emanate scalar waves in those anti-frequencies, and kind of like noise-canceling headphones, how they cancel out sound mm-hmm. and noise, these elements will go into the body, radiate that, that energy out, and it can alter mo- matter and actually neutralize radioactivity. And mm-hmm. so, um, so, so my protocol basically for detoxing these elements out of the body um, are along with diet and lots and lots of chlorophyll, living foods and you know uncooked food, um, basically eating you know really healthy and getting on a detox diet. There's a difference between a maintenance diet and a detox diet. So basically, on a detox diet, it's 100% living foods, high in chlorophyll. Watching your food combining so you don't eat foods that digest fast, like sugars and starches, with foods mm-hmm. that digest slow, like proteins and fiber. So you do that, and then uh, there's, it turns out there's actually a lot of herbs and foods that will detox radiation out of the body. Uh, ashwagandha, for example, will um, 
parsley's, uh, um, cilantro. Your parsley's really good. I know yeah, that. There's that's, tons, that's excellent. There's tons of yeah. them. As it turns out, when you start looking, there's just tons of foods. Anything high in chlorophyll mm-hmm. will do it. Chlorella is really good for it. Right. We use a lot of chlorella here for the chemicals and silicon implants. Mm-hmm. Um, so you basically get uh, on a detox program with those. Then the nano zeolites, mm-hmm. there are normal zeolites that, um, zeolites are a mineral that are formed when lava hits uh, water of some kind mm-hmm. and it shocks it and creates at the uh, atomic level or the molecular level, it creates these um, particles that have this um, this buckyball structure or this uh, geodesic ball structure. Mm-hmm. And inside of those little balls, they have a strong negative charge. And it turns out one thing that pathogens and heavy metals and toxins and things have in common, free radicals in the body, they all have a positive charge. So when you ingest these particles, they'll go into the body and latch onto these positively charged particles and neutralize the charge, lock them into their structure, and then they get flushed out of the body. Mm-hmm. So zeolites and uh, actually shungite as well, shungite powder, which is a mineral from Russia, they can do this in the body. The thing is, because they're basically ground rock powders, um, they can't really go outside of the GI tract. Mm -hmm. So if you were to get exposed to radiation or a pathogen or something or a toxin, and it's situated somewhere outside the GI tract in the body, then you're not going to have any success with the zeolites. So there was a brilliant scientist who realized that, and he came up with a way of splitting the zeolites into their individual cages using vitamin C. And, you know, vitamin C is an acid, so it will dissolve these um, minerals and break them up into their individual cage structures. And then the particle sizes are so small, they're nanoscale, meaning that they're atomic scale. So they can go anywhere in the body that water can go. And so, for example, you can spray this. Uh, we have a product called Advanced TRS that is this nano zeolite, and you can spray it in the mouth and drink, you know, a glass of water with it, and it will pull toxins out of the body. You can also spray it in the eyes, and it will go into the brain and, and into the head and pull metals mm-hmm. and stuff out of the brain as well. And so they're having phenomenal results with autism with that. Uh, because, you know, a lot of autism is caused by heavy metal deposits in the brain from um, preservatives and vaccines and stuff plating out. Yeah. So, so we, noticed, we noticed that when the in- energy was increasing, um, uh, you know, that's been happening over the last year, that at a certain period of time, um, everybody would start detoxing at the same time. And when it we were detoxing chemtrail, we all had sinus conjunctivitis and some bronchitis too you know just some just respiratory so it goes it goes to reason that a lot of the a lot of the toxins that we're exposed to chemical and or radiation affects the eyes the sinuses the lungs uh, the respiratory tract because eating it I mean you can definitely eat it I mean you, you can get uranium from food you can get you know, all sorts of radiation from eating it. But I think the exposure is more likely to be respiratory. I really do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like I forget where I was reading it, but it was a pretty reliable journal that was saying that 70% of the mercury in people's bodies comes from the air, breathing it in. Right. Um, And, there, you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff people don't realize. There's just 
really lots of junk in our air now because, you know, not just from cars and things like that. There's military stuff going on. Of course, the chemtrailing, geoengineering, um, you know, they publicly are saying it's for one thing and they're spraying acids and certain things in the atmosphere, but they're spraying a lot of other stuff because I've tested um, air quality and rainwater uh, because I developed a device that will clear that stuff. And so mm-hmm. I know there's, you know, GMO cross-domain organisms showing up in, in rainwater and, uh, of course, heavy metals of various kinds and, uh, you know, all kinds of junk. And, of course, radioactivity. Um, you know, people can, you can actually get, you know, you can buy a good uh, Geiger counter for about $600 for those that have the budget, mm-hmm. and you can take swabs of rainwater and test it to see if there's radioactivity in your area, and it's really surprising to people when they see that it's coming down in the area. For example, here in Florida, which you would think, you know, we're on the opposite coast from California, mm-hmm. um, you would think that we'd have relatively low, and we're in the south, you'd think we'd have relatively low radiation coming over from Fukushima, but about an hour south of me had the highest levels of radioactivity uh, coming down in the atmosphere outside of Fukushima in the world. <laughs> well, How don't you think it's due to changes in the Gulf Stream? And yeah, I mean, exactly. I haven't kept up with it, but I know that the Gulf Stream has changed a great deal. I mean, yeah. it doesn't really matter where you are on the planet. You're going to have nodes of concentration of radiation because of these, you know, these winds and the and like I said, I think it's mostly. Um, it's in the water, of course, but it, it's also in the air. Yeah, well, I, we know it's in the air. I know it's in the air because uh, Dr. Patrick Flanagan, who's a brilliant scientist, he's got like a $20,000 uh, spectroscopic Geiger counter, and he's traveled around the world and flown in the upper atmosphere and measured it, and he said that it's mm-hmm. at dangerous levels in the upper atmosphere. And there's You, know, you can go on YouTube and see videos of people on, on commercial airliners with Geiger counters showing levels hundreds of times above uh, what are safe. And, and that's so, why flight attendants and pilots age so quickly and exactly. also have high cancer rates. Exactly. They spend I a lot a, of time in the air. Exactly. I have a friend who was a flight attendant. And free radicals, too. Yeah. Free radicals. Yeah, all of that EMF. Yeah. I mean, it, you're, especially mm-hmm. nowadays, yeah. you're in a, a, a Faraday cage, basically. You're in this metal canister with all these um, you know, EMF, Wi-Fi yeah. and yeah, cell phones and all that stuff going mm-hmm. on. And it's just uh, it's a EMF nightmare on top of everything else. And then, of course, you've got all the bad air recirculating. So, yes, yeah. yeah, so flying is very stressful, and people don't realize. I mean, I, you know, quantum biofeedback will show if you've been exposed to strong EM fields or uh, radioactivity. Mm-hmm. And every time I go on a, a flight and I come back and I get tested, it shows, yeah, EM, strong EMF damage and radioactivity. Yeah. So people have to understand that that is what we're being exposed to. But, yeah, flight attendants and pilots, I feel really bad. I was on a flight back from San Diego a few days ago, and I sat next to a commercial airline pilot, and I was talking Mm -hmm. to him about this stuff, and he had absolutely no clue. He had no idea. Um, And so, yeah, sadly, they don't know about it. They don't. And there's protection. Um, You know, the... Uh, some of them who've come through our clinic, um, I recommend they get the Q-Link pendant to protect their thymus from the electromagnetic, you know, especially the pilots because they're right right in the cockpit there. And um, 
than antioxidants, you know, that are important for uh, to prevent aging and uh, cancer risk. Um, but radiation is a new, a whole new thing. And as we're talking today, the the detox for you know free radicals is is different than the detox for radiation. So you know you gotta you gotta add that in. Right. Yeah. And you've got to be detoxing on a daily basis. You know, this is something that. Um, a lot of people, even people in natural health that do detoxing, don't realize that because we're being mm-hmm. exposed so chronically, you need to be taking these tonics. Well, I, this is what I do every day. I take tonics with, you know, like superfoods and dense nutrients and also detoxifiers. So that way you never get, uh, you know, a large amount of this stuff building up in you because it's not unusual for people to neglect themselves and then they get toxic over time and then they have all kinds mm-hmm. of problems. Yeah, I I review it. I mean, I have all the different categories of things that that, um, work, and I don't do everything every day, but I rotate it depending on, you know, just how I feel about things. I do it really intuitively. But um, one of the really interesting things is if I'm in surgery, um, it's not just me, it's other surgeons and even anesthesia. If we have a lot of silicone that's ruptured, it gets in the air, it gets on our hands, it gets into our body. And um, for the surgeons, it will start causing numbness and pain in your hands. And you've got to get those hydrophobic chemicals out and the silicone out. And I had an anesthesiologist who had a genetic defect. Um, he couldn't, uh, he had uh, Raynaud syndrome. So, in other words, um, he couldn't detox hydrophobic chemicals like methylethylketone. And uh, then that would deplete arginine and deplete nitric oxide and you get renounced. Well, he was with us a couple of days in a row and we had really bad ruptures. And he started getting massive neurological problems. He couldn't speak. He had aphasia. He had all these weird neurological things. And he told me he was going to go get an MRI. And I knew right away, I said, MRI is not going to diagnose it. I said, you've been poisoned in this room. (laughs) And so I did electrolysis foot baths for him which actually are the best things to get those chemicals out, methylethylketone, and put them on a supplement to increase nitric oxide, and he was fine. You know, he never even had to get anything. But, you know, here's this guy. I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really going to ruin his ability to, to give anesthesia because he was, a, you know, and, and that's what it is. It's a genetic defect combined with an exposure. Yeah. And exactly. regular medicine has no clue that his symptoms, which are headache, aphasia, and some um, numbness, like on the side of his face, you know, like, okay, well, he's had a stroke. Well, no, he hasn't had a stroke. He hasn't had a stroke. He just, it's not its not like that. It's just that the chemicals that build up produce vascular neurological symptoms. Exactly. That's why you can't I get like, rid of them. Uh, yeah, and that's why I like these um screening devices, technically they're called screening devices or biofeedback devices, the quantum biofeedback devices like the QXPI SKIO or the Indigo or the Inductor. Yeah, because otherwise, how are you going to know that you're even exposed? Right, that's it. He and didn't. Wellness, I mean, having, the, the silicone doesn't smell. It's not like at the gas station where you know we get a whiff of gas, you know you're, you know, you're, you're exposed to something. <laughs> right. And, you know, for somebody like you and being a medical doctor, you know what kinds of medical tests and things you get to diagnose it. Um, Mm -hmm. Most people, of course, don't. They don't even think about that. But even if you are aware of that, there are a lot of things that conventional medical testing won't pick up 
uh, for example, radioactivity is very hard to diagnose accurately uh, with conventional medical tests. You have to use um, quantum spectroscopy, I believe is what it's called, to do that, to do it mm-hmm. accurately. Um, yeah, I think and, that's great. I, I really um, think that that's a good way to do it diagnostically because um, we don't we don't realize like we don't realize where the exposures come from, and if you don't. The real, the real um, problematic thing is getting re-exposed. You know, if, if you're going and getting exposed once a week, it's going to be really hard to, you know, to get over it. Right. You, you really right. have to identify what the exposure is. Right. Yeah, for example, with flying, I have a whole protocol that I do before I go, during the flight, and when I get to where I'm going uh, that I do mm-hmm. to support my immune system and detox, you know, once I've gotten exposure so that I don't get sick. Because, uh, man, I mean, it's like I fly overseas. Yeah, you know, flights can now, they can be up like 26 or more hours. And uh, mm-hmm. flights in general are getting longer because of the way the airlines are doing their routes. And so that kind of exposure up in the atmosphere, you know, you're getting exposed to a massive amount of EMF and radioactivity. There's another thing that's happening that you may have uh, picked up on, and that's that the electromagnetic um, covering of the planet is changing very rapidly. Yes. Um, and the uh, like the the magnetic pole is shifting towards Siberia. It's shifting so much that they had to change the um, GPS things for the runways. Right. Yeah, and that's so, been going on. So you know the here. changes in the electromagnetic of the planet. I mean. That That's means we're not protected concerns. when we're up there. That's really well, what it is, isn't it? It, I mean, it does. I think it, it is. That, yeah. And it, it also, you know, mainstream science knows that we've had pole shifts on Earth uh, about every 26,000 years or so, and we're getting incredibly close to it now, it appears. I mean, there are mainstream scientists are predicting that it could occur within our I life. think they're just saying it's happening right now. I mean, that's what, in the last week... It's going so fast that they're calling it a magnetic pole shift. Yeah. You know. Well, if we, if we have a real pole shift where north and south flip, it will cause devastation. If they flip, yeah, if they flip, then really bad things happen. Yeah. I mean, it'll, yeah, it'll, I mean, thousand mile an hour winds, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and tides and hot places being cold and vice versa. Tsunamis, yeah. It, you know. yeah, yeah, it would be, it would kill a lot of people. Um, and so probably most of humanity if we didn't have some kind of protection for it. Yeah. And but, I mean, you know, think not... about it. They've had, they've had to change the runway um, GPS things for oh, yeah. airplanes. Well, I know. This is the first ago, time ever in our lifetime they've had to do this. I mean, I know. things are I happening. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I mean, like three, four years ago, the Tampa airport here in Florida had to change the markings on their runway because it changed so much. So it can it keeps bouncing around, but it's getting more. It's bouncing farther and farther and, and more wildly. So that is right. one of my biggest concerns. But you know, just to not to put people in fear, but um, I, I I did see David Wilcock interviewed a woman on Gaia.com who mm-hmm. uh, said her father had been in Lockheed Skunk Works. He's a scientist with Lockheed Skunk Works back in the 70s. And, she said that he told her back in the 70s that they had technology that could start or stop uh, a pole ship. So maybe they're using technology to, you know, help prevent it. That may be the only reason why it hadn't flipped already. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, we don't know what they have. I mean, they, 
we assume they have a lot of extraterrestrial help if the secret space program stuff is true. So, yeah. um, I mean, if anybody can stop a pole shift, it would be extraterrestrials that are, you know, millions of years more advanced than we are because they see pole shifts is a thing. I mean, right. pole shifts is one of the threatening things, the biggest threats to planets, I think. Right. Um, other than just thing. collisions, you know, somebody, I mean, another body hitting the planet, but, yeah. um, well, yeah, we're in our I, infancy, even understanding that. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I uh, last week I interviewed a Russian pyramid scientist named uh, Valery Uvarov, and he used to work for Russian security, and he said that uh, I guess it was his job to investigate uh, UFO incidents, and he had an encounter with some human-looking extraterrestrials that. Uh, gave them tons of information. And one of the things that they said was that they had actually given uh, hum- humans uh, technology that was being used for warfare on Earth, some covertly, but very advanced technologies. They had given it to humanity, even though they knew it would be used for warfare purposes, because they said we needed that technology to protect ourselves from the energies that we're moving through now in this part of the galaxy. And so, mm-hmm. so, you know, if that kind of stuff is going on, then maybe they are indeed helping us to avoid any cataclysms. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that uh, we're in new territory right now in terms of the, um, you know, disclosure, in terms of the uh, scalar weapons that are supposedly blowing up underground bases and registering as earthquakes where... It's probably not an earthquake and um, all of these different things. But um, I don't know how much and I don't know when will be disclosed, but certainly if you want to learn about the Secret Space Program, there's a a huge amount of really good information on YouTube and other websites that um, uh, the Awakening Cosmetic – I'm sorry, the Awakening – Re, uh, Cosmic Reality Show is really good. I've had um, Elena on this show talking about Ascension and, uh, you know, Corey Good shares stuff with David Wilcox on Cosmic Disclosure. and right. So you can research it. And, um, yeah, there's a uh, you can, out there now. You can kind of see where, we're, where we are with the Secret Space Program and then what Trump's trying to do with the Space Force so that some of it can come on out into the public domain. That's it. I mean, you know, you know, because I've had private conversations with you. But back in 1995, I encountered three reptilian ETs in the physical myself. So it's not a question for me of whether or not they exist. <laughs> right. But, you don't have to believe you know, it. <laughs> no, I don't. But and and of course, I've been given a lot of information from them, which a lot of it I'm using to help humanity. But um, but there are there are definitely there's a lot of different kinds of ET involvement on Earth, and always has been as long as humans have been here. Actually, before so. Um, I'm optimistic. I'm very optimistic. Um, but we still, nobody's going to save us. We've got to save ourselves, especially just in the commonsensical way. If you just look around you right now, you know, if you're trying to buy into the old paradigm and live the way we did 40, 50 years ago and eat the way you did 40, 50 years ago and all that kind of stuff, you're just mm-hmm. not going to make it. <laughs> you got to yeah. You got to change. Yeah, I took- I took my employees out the back of the building, and I said, look over there, the sun's setting. And they go, yeah. And I go, well, what direction is that? And they go, 
that's east. I go, well, look over there. The sun's setting. <laughs> Two suns setting at once. Really? <laughs> you know, you just have to go outside and take a look, and you're going to see some stuff that isn't right. So yeah. We're, yeah. we're in the midst of some things that... Uh, that I think the chemtrails are trying to hide, but you can still catch things, that, especially at sunset and sunrise. You can yeah. still catch things that indicate that there's, well, the Bible talks about it, signs in the heaven, a blood moon, a, yeah. a dimming sun, a uh, the stars falling, which is really, the blood moon is, uh, we just saw it, the dimming sun, we're seeing it now, and the um, yesterday, for example, the sun was supposed to set at, uh, 5.59 p.m., and we went out about a half an hour earlier than that, and the sun was nowhere to be seen. It was dark. I mean, it was like, it, you know, the sun is dimming. It's, it's not as bright as it should be. And then the Bible talks about the stars falling from the sky. Well, that's the meteorites falling, and there's been a whole bunch of them lately. I mean, all sorts of yeah. meteorites being, yeah. being and then seen. You got... So you've got all of the signs of in Revelation about this time of tribulation and of, you know, whatever you want to call it. And we're in it, I can tell yeah. you. <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. And the thing with it is, if you're, if you're awake and aware and paying attention and seeking answers for yourself, you'll find them. You know, I mean, that's the one great thing. If you know to ask the question, you can find the answer really quickly between, you, you know, yeah. Google and Especially like with that. Google <laughs> or yeah, DuckDuckGo. Yeah. You might want to use DuckDuckGo and yeah. some of this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> you don't exactly. want Google tracking you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But, um, yeah, you know, I because of the kind of work I've done throughout the years, I've worked with advanced technology since the 90s. I worked with free energy technology back in the 90s. And when you start doing that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. You start bumping into people who work with really advanced technology, technologies, and you see uh, technologies and solutions for all of the problems that we've got on this planet. Uh, they're just waiting in the wings uh, to be allowed to come out. You know, um, I, I was just mentioning to somebody today. I met an ambassador to Japan who was lobbying the Japanese legislature uh, to do something about Fukushima not long after it happened. And mm-hmm. uh, I said, well, look, there's 61 patented methods for neutralizing radioactivity, and I know of one personally that I witnessed with teams of engineers and scientists and Department of Energy mm-hmm. officials. So, you know, you can use this to clean up Fukushima really quickly. Never heard from the guy after that. Because <laughs> sometimes well, things I was re- Yeah, I was reading an article about how all these funds for uh, Fukushima are being embezzled and stolen. Oh, yeah. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah, I'm sure, because, well, the Japanese Yakuza, which is their mafia, is heavily embedded in the construction industry, very much like this right. New York, Chicago, places like that here in the U.S. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if most of that money is being stolen. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, yeah just, I think the only way out of this is what, you know, the Bible and the Law of One talks about is the harvest and the ascension process and the separation of of energies so that we can just not have to deal with a great many things that really block progress and continue yeah. the damage to the environment and the damage to our health, yeah. um, which is ongoing and onslaughts from multiple. I mean, that's what you're so good at. You're so good at, like, dealing with all of it, the chemtrails, the radiation, the, you know, the... 
the GMOs, all of those things are onslaughts against our health. Yeah. Well, that's it. And I mean, I've been blessed that with my background and the things I've been exposed to, I I either have the knowledge to create the solutions or I have the knowledge to find the solutions. And so that's what I do. You know, I, I get solutions for all these threats to our health and our happiness and share them with people so they can protect themselves. So for those who are awake and aware and who will listen, you know, they get the answers. Why don't you give your website, too, because you've got an awful lot of information up on your website that people can okay. read. My main website is freshandalive.com, and that's where most of my products are, and most of the information there is with the products. And then I have a blog, which is freshandaliveblog.com, where I've got most of my educational material and videos and things like that. And, of course, I'm on YouTube as well, so if you go to yeah. YouTube and search on Fresh and Alive, you'll find my channel there. I just did a, uh, an interview with a, an astrologer about medical astrology, which was two hours. Um, so there's a lot of cool things going on. Were you at the, you said you were in San Diego? Yeah, I was in San Diego for a week at a real estate conference. So that was more of a vacation? Yeah, it was really just to go with my wife. She's getting into real estate. She's a real estate person. Yeah, yeah so it was more for her. Um, well, that's really nice. Fast. San Diego is a good place. I mean, it beats the hell out of, you know, some somewhere in Minnesota at this time of year. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. I mean, it, the weather was yeah. a little a little rainy, just a touch, but, it you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we were like a, a block away from Cafe Gratitude, which is a phenomenal vegan organic restaurant. Mm-hmm. A couple others, and we were close to the waterfront with the, the San Diego Maritime Museum with all these ships. Really cool things. And yeah, it was, it was really nice. So do you have any conferences coming up that you're going to be speaking at? Um, I'm the, the, the next conference I'm going to be speaking at will be in Bosnia at the Bosnian Pyramid Conference, and um, that is June Let's see, 13th through the no, 16th through the 23rd, and then the I'll you know I'll be doing well for one thing I do a monthly radio interview for like two hours or more on Patrick Timponi's One Radio Network dot com so people can always they take live calls and emails so if people want to talk to me or ask me questions they can do it through that show and then um, they can always email me uh, with questions and I will answer them in YouTube videos or interviews and then I'm I am going to be doing one live talk on uh, February 9th here in Florida, in Eustis, Florida, which is kind of out in the country north of Orlando. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's all I've got lined up right now. I know I'll have some other events because I want to, for one thing, I want to bring Valeri Uvarov to Florida and do a pyramid building workshop and show people how to build large pyramids um, easily and affordably uh, for clearing chemtrails or for meditation or healing or whatever. Because, I mean, for example, you know, we both were presenters at the Bosnian Pyramid Conference last year and the year before. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that they've discovered, one of the reasons they had us there, they had a team of engineers and physicists there studying the Bosnian Pyramids, because people are going inside the tunnels in these pyramids and getting healed of stage 4 cancer and Parkinson's disease and diabetes and all kinds of crazy stuff. So they right. want to understand the mechanics of it so that they can duplicate it and uh, detail it to the world so that people can use that technology mm-hmm. themselves. 
so I'm going to bring him here, and we're going to do it here, and then you can, you know, learn how to build your own pyramid in your own yard. Do what you want with it. So basically, the the theory behind that is that if you're building the pyramid, there's a concentration of, I mean, I've heard it called organ energy. I guess it's a form of scalar energy that's at a certain point in the pyramid. I mean, it's concentrated right at the center. Is that right? Well, there's different types of uh, energy concentrations and structures at different places around the pyramid. What they are are antennas. And the type mm-hmm. of energy that they pick up is what, yeah, like you said, orgone, or some people call it skater waves, or uh, tach, uh, tachyon energy, or zero-point energy, mm-hmm. tachyon, or chi, or prana. Uh, what it really mm-hmm. is, is it's it's superluminal light. It's light, mm-hmm. photonic energy that's traveling millions of times faster than the conventional speed of light. And in right. truth, it's really kind of like water in that it really fills all of the so-called empty space in between the subatomic structure of matter. So all of the space in between the particles of matter are actually full of this energy, this light. And this light Mm -hmm. slows down and coagulates into the matter and energy, the conventional energy that we can see and measure. And so because it's kind of like this ether that's, you know, filling everything up, you can push on it in one place, and it could be many light years away where it'll push back out or have a reaction from it. And so using mm-hmm. that concept, pyramids use that concept in that, you know, the whole cosmos is a big uh, matter energy system. And it's multidimensional, meaning that it's not just three-dimensional space-time. It's also other frequencies or dimensions of time and space that this energy flows through. So it's like this light that's multidimensional, it flows through all existence. And pyramids will capture it and create certain types of energies at different levels inside the pyramid for different you know, uses. And then around the pyramid, it will create fields that will do things like protect you against electromagnetic radiation and, and other things, mm-hmm. improve plant growth, all kinds of stuff. And then the pyramid also sends a vortex of energy up through the tip that uh, can go all the way out into space if the pyramid is big enough. They don't have to be gigantic. Um, hmm. That's one of the things I show people how to do. You can build little pyramids in your yard and do that. And so so it, it basically creates this double helix vortex of energy that acts like a tornado where the point of the tornado is out in space and the big mm-hmm. opening of the tornado is down closer to the ground. And it will actually suck air pollution out uh, of the atmosphere and pull it out into space and clean the atmosphere. And this has been proven scientifically by people like Valery Ivarov and Dr. Alexander Golod, who's a Russian pyramid scientist. Um, mm-hmm. So there's hard science being done. And, of course, Dr. Sam um, Osmanagic in Bosnia, the, the archaeologist who discovered the Bosnian pyramids. And we interviewed him on Temple of Health radio show. If people are interested in that, they can go look for his interview on the Bosnia pyramids. Um, we talk about some of this stuff. But I wanted to go back on the Parkinson's. Now, Parkinson's, to my understanding, is a genetic defect, often COMT, combined with a pesticide, drug, or other chemical that then depletes um, uh, dopamine uh, or kills the stuff that makes the dopamine in the brain. So what... I mean, I really do understand how cancer can be cured by pyramid energy. That, That I've got pretty well down. But 
because cancer in, goes into low energy organs, and then when you raise the energy of the organ, you kick the cancer out, basically. But are you saying that we, we probably are seeing a massive detox as a result no. of this energy as well? Well, you might uh, be having some cleanse, cleansing going on, uh, particularly if you're drinking pyramid water, because you know people that are healing these diseases in Bosnia are drinking the water found inside the pyramids as well, which is incredibly pristine, energized water. But that's not really what's the main thing that's going on. The main thing that's going on is that pyramids actually accelerate the body's ability to alter matter within itself. So it's physically creating alchemy or changing matter from one form to another. And this is not just like a bunch of New Age nonsense. Um, Dr. Thomas Bearden, for example, who was a NASA nuclear physicist, he was studying... Um, he was studying how human cells regenerate uh, in the process mm-hmm. of uh, developing a method for neutralizing radioactivity. And one of the things that he discovered is that human cells, through these monoatomic elements, these superconducting uh, ormus elements, they actually will send a skater wave signal back in time because skater waves are multidimensional. They're not just lin- in linear time. So they can actually go back mm-hmm. in time. And they will get the pattern for the healthy cell and bring it into the present. And the way they do that is that um, the, well, you know, we've been told, for example, that genetics are all from the DNA, and that's the root of our genetic blueprint. But the actual root of the blueprint of any living organism is in the consciousness of the organism. And the DNA mm-hmm. is a superconducting antenna that picks it up and then conveys it into the physical structure. And mm-hmm. so... So you can heal genetic damage and DNA damage by ingesting foods and water that are high in these monoatomic elements and then eating right, detoxing, and doing those kinds of things. But with the pyramids, in their instance, what they're doing is flooding the body with all of this photonic energy that allows the cells mm-hmm. to regenerate at a much, much, much rapid, much more rapid. So it's probably recreating the normal part of the brain that is missing in Parkinson's. Well, like probably it, it is the brain. It that you'd have the, you know, the dopamine would be um, being generated. Right, and you would see physical changes, observable physical changes in the brain structure, in the tissue structure, in the body, all kinds of things. Yeah, it would go back um, toward normal rather than what it looks like with Parkinson's. Exactly, because what it's really doing is it's allowing that genetic blueprint <clears throat> to come mm-hmm. in more fully, and at the same time. You know, in Chinese medicine, they talk about the flow of the qi in Ayurveda. It's the uh, uh, prana, but it's this concept mm-hmm. that there's this energy that's flowing in and out of the body through these junctures along, you know, the meridian system of the body. And what's really going on there is that you've got these deposits of these superconducting minerals in these junctures that correlate to the acupuncture meridians. They're loaded up in the brain neural pathways. The DNA is loaded up with them, and it's basically a superconducting antenna. Mm -hmm. So you've got all these different points of contact where this energy of consciousness from your perfect genetic blueprint out there in your energy field, it it can flow in more easily, and then it it will restructure the matter in the body back to the correct pattern. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot more sense than just detoxifying. Because, yeah. um, you know, we, we can detox people with Parkinson's, and they do get better. But um, the to actually bring everything back to normal would and require something like this energy. 
that's the thing that's so amazing <clears throat> is that the speed of it. You know, they had a lady that went into the pyramid. Well, actually, they call them the Robney Tunnels, but they're the tunnels into the, the large pyramid of the sun there. And mm-hmm. she would go in and meditate two hours a day for, I think, 12 days. And she drank the pyramid water, but she just visualized herself being well. And then uh, mm-hmm. she was... Now, she had stage 4 lung cancer, and she was told she had 30 days to live. The doctor sent her home and said, you know, mm-hmm. get your stuff in order. And so she, out of desperation, went to the Bosnian pyramids. She did all that. After 12 days, she goes back to Serbia and goes to her, her oncologist, and guess what? No trace of cancer or the damage yeah. from the chemo and radiation, yeah. which is pretty interesting. So, and and that's not the only case there. They, you know, as I mentioned, Parkinson's disease, a whole slew of different major health problems mm-hmm. in just a few days, sometimes a few hours, uh, that go away. So, this is an extremely powerful tool when we, if we understand it, and then we can build these different pyramids with different materials and shapes and, and things for specific mm-hmm. ailments or purposes. I mean, there's a lot of different things right, you can do with yeah. pyramids. Uh, but for healing, they're yeah, they're a very powerful tool. Well, it sounds like uh, it's something that needs to be looked into, and hopefully, uh, the political situation in Bosnia will continue to be so that they can study it. Yeah. Cause, well, one cause thing the problem that... is the other pyramids; they won't let them study it. Right, and that's that's part of the difficulty that. Um, Samir Osmanagic has had with the um, archaeology orthodoxy because what he's discovered there will change human history and it will completely change the narrative of human history that we've been taught. <laughs> Who's making planet. money in the pharmaceutical industry, which might uh, well, yeah, might he actually some pushback, you know. Exactly, that's what he said. It's like when they discovered all these healing properties, it's like, oh great. You know, we already have the energy cartels mad at us because these things produce electricity and all this right. energy. But now we're going to have the drug industry coming after us because it cures all these diseases. Uh, well, you know, that's why we need the ascension. Because really, you are fighting so many different fronts um, or having to watch yourself. from. You know, you can't really fight these fronts. You have to just, uh, you know, be spiritually protected so that, that you continue to do your work. But it's um, we need we need some sort of a separation so that we don't have to worry about the corruption and the you know all of the problems that whistleblowers have. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm encouraged because I do. You know, we of course we hear lots of stories about things changing, but I I'm seeing some serious evidence of it now that's really encouraging. Like for example, on January 3rd. Congress was submitted two bills, uh, which people can Google this and go look at them on uh, Congress's mm-hmm. website, H.R. 24 and H.R. 25. They're bills to abolish the IRS and to audit the Federal Reserve. And for those that aren't and aware, that'll the be the end Reserve, of the Federal Reserve if they uh, if they exactly do that because they have so. been stealing from us, you know, for right a long left. time. Probably since probably since what is it, nineteen is it nineteen thirteen when they were. Um, yeah. established. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's very true. Yeah, well, so. you know, um, Trump has Andrew Jackson's picture in, in, in the Oval Office, and Andrew Jackson warned everybody about um, the 
central banks. And, of course, we didn't listen. And in 1913, we had another central bank come in. But, um, you know, why would why would he have a Democrat, uh, you know, president if he if that wasn't one of his goals? I think that I think that he that's his crowning achievement if he's able to get us away from the central banks. Yeah, I think Trump's aware of a lot more than he lets on, probably because um, one of the oh, he plays about... dumb. He really does. Oh, yeah. He 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 loves it too. You know, he misspells things intentionally in his tweets. All that's intentional. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you really study what Q is saying about those things, it's like the it's and then the mainstream media will come and call him stupid because he can't spell a word, but they don't realize he's he's doing it on purpose. Well, exactly. I mean, before he ever ran for president, he was an actor. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he was right. On TV. People forget that. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, but his his uncle. It's come out recently that his uncle, uh, who was named John Trump, was a mm-hmm. professor of physics, I believe, at MIT, and he was the person supposedly that was assigned the task of studying Tesla's technology when it was. You know, when Tesla died and the U.S. government took it, um, yep. he was the one tasked with studying it and reverse engineering it and figuring out how it all worked. And apparently mm. Donald, he told Donald about it, and uh, mm-hmm. Donald you know, has been interested in it ever since he was very young. So if that's true... He was introduced then, to, to all of this at a young age. Yeah. yeah. And also just the fact that he's talking about having a space force, that means oh, yeah. he's definitely hearing about these secret space programs. Yeah, that's true. Well, we're coming up on the end of our time. Would you like to give your contact information one more time? Sure. My website is uh, freshandalive.com, and um, my blog is freshandaliveblog.com, and that's where most of my educational material is. And then on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Fresh and Alive. Yeah, Ken's got really wonderful information out about um, all of the the health threats, and um, not just about you know what they are and how you avoid them, but but great information on uh, way, ways to get detox, ways to get healthy, and um, a large information about food and nutrition and um, other things you can do for yourself. So that even though we live in a toxic world, you don't have to you know, suffer with all these health problems. So thanks so much for joining us, Ken. Oh, my pleasure, Susan, always. Okay, this is Dr. Susan Cobb with Temple of Health Radio Show. Please join us next week.